Hi, everyone. I'm Brian White. I'm joined by Jasmine Jaden Gonzalez. Hey, everyone. Jasmine and I both work for the Illinois Student Assistance Commission, or ISAC for short, and we are your hosts of a little podcast we call First Up, geared towards helping first-generation students and their families. But for those of you who aren't, stay tuned because you may learn something new. Here on First Up, every episode will be filled with informative conversation, advice, and stories of the difficulties and triumphs that first-generation students may face. Join us every other week as we dive into some gems of knowledge and experience. So for this first episode, we're going to talk about our experiences as first-generation students. We're also going to talk about the purpose of this podcast and why it's important to both of us. So Jasmine, can you start us off and tell us a little bit about your experience as a first-generation student? Yeah. So where do I start? Um, So I was the first in my family to go to college. Um, And when I say that, I mean, like, I was the first from my extended family as well as my immediate family. So it was very challenging um, for my mom to see me go away. Actually, I literally had to convince her every step of the way, everything from submitting my first application and what that was and what that meant to why are you applying to schools that are out of state and what do you think you're going to leave kind of thing? It was it was very nerve wracking, the entire process um, and explaining everything. Right. So I would say I had a lot of challenges. I struggled a lot. Thankfully, though, I did have a college counselor at my high school who helped me, I swear, if it wasn't for her helping me through the process, I do not know. I I wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't know how to explain things to my mom. It was it was very difficult. Um, and just something I'll share with with the listeners is like I I do come from a, a single parent household. So my mom did raise me and my five siblings all by herself. Not only that, she was working like multiple jobs, right? It, it was it was hard. So when it came to completing the financial aid applications, she was it was <laughs> it was like pulling teeth to get her in. Um, but I told her, hey, mom, you know what? Like, if you don't help me complete this application, I don't know what my future is after high school, right? Like, I want to go to college and I need financial support for that. So like, this is this is it. So. She was like, okay, fine, I'll have to take off work. And I'm like, okay, yes, I felt bad. I mean, as a child at that time, yeah. But at the end of the day, I knew that it was my future that was on the line, right? So yeah, I had to live with that. But yeah, I I would say those are like my struggles that I had. And what uh, school did you end up going to? So I ended up going to U of I Springfield. And when I say that, I think most people are surprised, like, what are you doing in Springfield? But I will say I applied to multiple schools because I was so afraid, like, I'm not going to afford college. I already know, like, my mom can't help me financially at all. Like, can I even afford it? That was my biggest, biggest uh, worry going into college because that's what everyone says. Everyone talks about, oh my God, college is so expensive. Even if you get in, like, how are you going to pay for it? I'm like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) And UIS was the one who gave me the best financial aid package. So I'll be honest, I based my decision on finances. That's it. But thankfully, I 
got accepted into a program that helped pay for like the cost as well as the MAP grant and the Pell grant, thank goodness. But I I literally wanted to make sure that my mom did not have to worry about a penny to send me to college because I know that if it was, that could have been an excuse to say, hey, Jasmine, you're not going to go to college because I can't afford it. Do you know what I mean? And I could not have that be the excuse of why I didn't go. Yeah, that's a real story. I think for me, too, it's a little similar, but a little different. Uh, My experience was kind of off the wall almost, I would say, just because I'm the youngest of four boys. So I was the first one to actually go to college and actually graduate. Uh, So my experience was kind of troubling in a way because I had to do it all on my own. Um, unlike you, I did not have a counselor that was no, there really? to help me. Um, oh my God. I went to a big high school. Um, so it was a lot of students geared to one counselor. So it wasn't really a lot that she could really do. So I had to learn how to do FAFSA on my own. I had to take my mom's tax returns and put it in myself because my mom was a teacher. So she's always busy. So for me, just getting to college was a feat in itself. And then me staying there was even more difficult. I had to learn how to pay for my own way through college. And I ended up getting multiple jobs to work uh, just to stay in college. Uh, But it it ended up being the best decision of my life to do. Um, And it shaped me to who I am today. So I'm pretty grateful for it. Did you work on or off campus or? I did both. Both? Really? Yeah, I worked on campus just doing the work study jobs. And then I worked off campus as well. I was also a part of the basketball team for two years. So it was very hectic, very busy. I didn't really get my footing until maybe my sophomore year of college. Where did you go to college? I ended up going to Knox College. It's a small liberal arts college, not too far from Peoria, maybe 45 minutes or so from there. I ended up going there just because of the money similar to you. That was the best package that I received. So it ended up being a good school. So that was like Peoria. That was like central Illinois. How did you like that? Because I felt like for me, it was a huge culture shock going to Springfield. And I'm curious if it was like, how did, me, how did you take that? for me, just coming from the city of Chicago and going to like a rural area. But it was eye opening. And also it was, I guess for me, it was something different. I was able to kind of clear my mind and not really think back about home too much. I also stayed on campus my entire four years. I didn't really travel back home. Um, I've seen that a lot of students that do travel back home, they ended up not really finishing or graduating. So I didn't want to do that. And I guess it was safer to be out there than it was to be in Chicago for me too. So um, what was the, the biggest thing for you that you had to adjust to while you were there? I would say it was a culture shock. And like something you mentioned, I also did not try and go home from a couple of reasons, but mainly because I knew like, hey, I have a big project coming up. I have a ton of homework. I cannot afford letting my grades fall, right? Like I was always so paranoid and so worried that like I was going to flunk college. I always felt like, like I wasn't college material. I wasn't quote unquote smart right? To be a college student. So I was always paranoid, like every weekend, I'm going to, you know, hit the books, go to the library. I can't flunk out of college, especially knowing I was the first one in my family to go, right? Like if I flunked, like, what does that say? Like, what does that show my nieces and nephews that were, you know, little or I don't, I just felt like a lot of pressure, right? On my shoulders. And 
on top of that, I it was a culture shock, right? It was like, hey, now I get to decide when I go to sleep and when I wake up and like everything from my class schedule to what I get involved in to what I eat to everything versus my mom saying, hey, did you eat yet? Hey, like, did you shower yet? Hey, like, don't forget to clean your room. You know what I mean? It's just everything. I never, I didn't have that much liberty, right, until I hit college. And I will say the one thing that I was like, oh, my gosh, this is college. And I don't know. This is so random. But when I saw the cornfields outside my window, I was like, yep, I'm definitely not home. <laughs> like that hit me. And it's funny because when my mom came to visit me, because I wouldn't go home, I wouldn't go home for, you know, really to study because um, of the fear of flunking out. Right. But my mom finally came to visit me uh, one weekend and there was a cornfield and she was like, wow, like it's so beautiful and so peaceful here. It reminds me of home. I'm like, mom, how does this remind you of home? She was like, well, it reminds me of El Rancho, like the ranch where I grew up in when I was little, when she was little. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, this is what you grew up in, mom? Like the farm? And she's like, yeah, seriously, I was in the farm with your grandfather all the time. And, and it kind of... Now, looking back, it makes me feel like, although I didn't grow up in a farm, right? My mom did. And in a way, those four years that I was an undergrad, like I got to obviously not experience what she did, but still feel like I lived in a rural area. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I think the the love from those type of towns actually kind of grows on you too. Yeah. It's a, a small knit town and everyone's friendly. You get to know everyone. So I think that helps a lot with just being present and being able to stay there. I think for me, I knew just about everybody in the little town that I was in. So I think that was a good thing to help me kind of get that sense of community and also stay involved in campus, stay involved outside of campus. So I think that will be a good thing for students that are thinking about going away from home, maybe for college. Or even a small college. Because I, I would agree. Like, I would say I went to a mid-sized, smaller college. Like, not, you know, a huge college, right? But everyone knew everyone in their class, right? And even if it was a class of, like, a thousand students, I don't know, whatever. But, like, you knew the major players. Like, those who were super involved, right? You would know them. I had a question. I was just wondering, did you ever feel like you knew your classmates better or like you were more open to befriending someone that you normally wouldn't have? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, just me being in a liberal arts school, I think that there was a lot of different personalities that you don't usually see in Chicago. But when you get there, everyone's so accepting. So it's easy to kind of just walk up to someone and say hi versus in Chicago. It's a little different. People might look at you a little weird if you walk up and say hi. But I think I learned just even more how to be friendly. I would say that I was friendly before, but I think being there made me a little bit more friendly in terms of being approachable and approaching people that I usually wouldn't approach. Yeah, I felt like when I'm home, I keep my head down, do what you got to do. But in college, it was like, hey, like, let me be friends with you. And you know what, though? And this is why I ask you, because I ended up befriending someone who I never would have expected I would have become friends with. And she lives like very close to campus and like showed me like a rural community and like what that looked like in Illinois. And I was just like, what? 
you're telling me you know every single house and who lives in that house and whether they have kids or what you get what I'm saying like I know who lives on my block but I can't tell you who lives two blocks down you know and like that it was really nice it was really sweet and it did remind me of like the rancho where my mom grew up and where I go visit my grandfather and stuff like that so it was just an Illinois version, right? <laughs> and you spoke about friends too. Are there any that you had in college that you're still friends with today? Yeah. Um, the friend I'm talking about, you know, she lives in St. Louis now. She, you know, moved out of the rural area and into more of a city. And I felt like, you know what? I would be okay in the rural area. I would be, I don't know. I felt like we both rubbed off of each other and our perspectives and we had different perspectives. And I think that we could agree to disagree, right? But we could also respect each other and care for each other so much that we're forever going to be friends. And I guess this is a little tidbit, you know, as a side note, y'all who are considering to go to college and thinking about, oh, my God, I'm going to go to a rural area or I'm going to go somewhere that I am not used to. But like you would really be surprised how much you can grow as a person by getting out of your comfort zone and also befriending folks who you think you would never be friends with. And I'm the type of person to be very open minded and not judge people. So. I would just encourage listeners, right, to please be open-minded and like don't believe everything that is told to you, right? Experience things for yourself and then make your own determination or judgment or, or whatever. Make your own decision based on your own experience. Yeah, and I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think too that brings us to our purpose of why we're doing this and us getting out of our comfort zone and talking about our experiences and our stories. So a little bit about the purpose of why we created this podcast is just so we can tell our stories so our guests can share their stories as well. We can share advice and also talk about the difficulties, the triumphs, all the tribulations of things that go on for first generation students that aren't really talked about. This is also important to both Jasmine and I because we do work with students. We have worked with students for the last couple of years, and it's important to see people kind of get to where they're going and for you to be a part of that journey to help them get to where they're going. So a lot of us, we wouldn't be in the places that we are without the help that we got from other people. So we want to do that with our podcast and kind of talk about things that might help the students or the families, the parents. Even if you're not a first-gen student, we still want to help you and we still hope that you listen to us because the information is going to be valuable and we think that we can really share some good things to you. Yeah, and I'll just add that this is very important besides what Brian said, but I also wish that I would have had someone or a podcast or something that I could hear other people's experience and what do they wish they knew prior to going through the whole college going journey and what helped them persist, what helped them say, hey, I'm going to graduate, right? Like, can you give me the little secret? Cause I want to end up graduating too. You know what I mean? So yeah, I really hope that this is useful. We hope that, you know, our audience finds this helpful and keep joining these episodes and joining us on the podcast. Yes. And we appreciate everyone that's listening to us. Um, like Jasmine said, I kind of echo her sentiments about just how important this is to have someone there that you can listen to that's been through these kind of struggles and you get to learn of mistakes that we've made that you don't make those. So 
I hope that this helps. And we thank you all for joining us and listening today. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next episode. We would like to thank ISAC for supporting us, the First Generation Scholars Network for encouraging us to put this podcast together. Thanks to our producers, Joey Lieberman and Matt Montez. Last but not least, we would like to thank our listeners for tuning in. We hope you'll join us on our next episode. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not directly reflect the opinions of ISAC. We hope you enjoyed the episode and have a good day, everyone.